0: this is The
1: Relevant Podcast. It's episode 1059, and it's The Relevant Podcast. Uh, Here in Orlando, I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and joining me from Loverland, Virginia, it's Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. From Nashville, Tennessee, our managing editor downtown, Emily Brown. Hey, y'all. Derek is out this week. If you've been listening to the show, you know he's out on this big listening tour, previewing his album, and stuff like that. Again, Derekminer.com, Check out when he's coming to a city near you. So he's not here this week. Emily's filling in. And joining us from Austin, Texas, author, speaker, podcaster, Jamie Ivey. Hey, guys. Hey. Uh, I do need to give a little note to the listeners. If Jesse sounds different today, it's because... He's recording at a different location, does not yep. have a, a mic stand, and he's holding it like he's a 1980s stand-up comic. So he might do that whole, like, Chappelle thing. I get thing, no respect. Where, get no, no, like, no, I'm a
2: professional. <laughs> I'm a professional. I'll keep it in only if I'm really going off on a tangent here. I showed them. I didn't think this would be an issue because <laughs> I I like had, I have my home office. I have an office that I work out of every day, and I grab some gear, First including the microphone. Problems. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I realize as what I said, about that, your
1: Hamptons office. Do you have? I'm
2: sorry. Well, that's being renovated, right? Oh, now. So, um, yeah, so obviously, you know, uh, yeah, exactly. It's the the, the season starts soon, the uh, shore season. So, um, but uh, but either way, I show I have a collection of mic stands here. I I, I literally counted for like six. And not one of them fit the mic that I grabbed for today's recording. But I will try my best. I do have a ring light, if that helps with uh, the visual. Fantastic.
1: Well, I know that this show, you know, Jason's going to be pulling some video clips to throw on social media. So I just wanted to give some context for first-time people who are going to be seeing your face that it's not Jesse's normal setup to be doing a stand-up comedy type bit. Listen, I'm holding it low enough that. The average listener won't know.
3: You know, I'm worried about how your arms are going to feel after we yeah. finish recording these. Because also, I've been watching
1: enough Survivor lately that like <laughs> I know the yeah. challenges. Uh, how you have long to hold, can you hold
3: a mic stand? How long can you hold
1: it? And like the timer is like 45 minutes in. Jesse's sweating. The mic's shaking. You know, I've been like, doing a
2: lot of shake weight exercises <laughs> and really toned up. Uh, I've been doing. I want to start my own Peloton for shake weight.
4: <laughs> Bring it back, jump man. On. Well, I hey. jump All
2: right, Jeff on art, everyone. Then I, I make a little J Cole mix. All right, let's do
1: it, everyone. <laughs> good morning. Who's hey, on board what, with me? Whatever happened to like the Suzanne Summers like Thigh Master and the Shake Weight and what? You don't see these things anymore.
3: Because it they're for a good reason. Through, yeah, they don't. They, I don't feel like it's like a <laughs> sustaining like way to live your life. Like Thigh Master, that feels like uh, it.
1: Yeah, Jamie, you have not taken a look at my thighs, but they were sculpted <laughs> by Suzanne Summers. Speak for yourself. Well,
3: stand up, Cameron. Jason's <laughs> going to make a
4: video. <laughs>
3: I, I,
2: listen, they all those companies missed a huge opportunity during COVID. Okay. Right. I know like yeah. the barrier of entry of like a Nordic thing or yeah. like a, a Peloton or one of those yeah. like mirror Thousands things. Thousands of dollars. Yeah. like A thousand dollars. Yeah. And then like $65 subscription. You know what I mean? Where is, where is like, just like the, uh, the Richard Simmons, uh, you know, deal (laughs) of, of COVID, you know what I mean? And thinking
1: about COVID, why why didn't the Flobie come back? Like people are at home, stuck at home, giving their own haircuts with the Flobie machine. Oh, I forgot about that.
2: There was a lot of missed COVID opportunities, you know? The
1: 1980s could have come back gloriously during COVID, mm. you know? They missed it, it. It
2: was, yeah. I mean, we, we we needed like, yeah, our generation, Suzanne Summer. Because I, we talked about this recently, but those, some of those infomercials are pretty compelling. Like, I... <laughs> What? All I need to have that body is this shake yeah. weight. I mean, look how hard this guy's struggling. And he looks like he came off the set of like a, a, like an Avengers movie here.
1: Do you remember <laughs> the really, really muscular guy with the long hair? And he would like, he had Fabio? this like twisting. No, Tony, no, no, no. The gazelle Tony guy. <laughs> like he had like a twisting Tony Gazelle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that We could have had a oh, whole you, like, gym stand of, on like
0: a board And it twists mm-hmm. Or
1: something Yeah like that? and it twists And he would talk about His core strength and stuff And the guy and Is built like an ox I mean he's like So <laughs> huge And he's acting like He got his physique By twisting Like <laughs> Right like, You don't know
0: Maybe he did I was gonna say weight. Do we need
3: a machine Can't we just stand up In our offices and our bedrooms And just twist I mean come on And imagine we you have like this. A
0: shake weight in your hand You could get like That's what I'm saying He probably has shake weights
1: Going for the shoulders and arms He probably was doing Some squeezing Some Suzanne Thummers for those thunder thighs that he had, and he was like (laughs) twisting in the middle. He had a whole gym going on. I think Suzanne Summers,
3: first of all, would be offended by you continuing to say thunder thighs. I'm just going to say on behalf of Suzanne Summers. You did say
0: thummers earlier because you combined (laughs) thighs and Summers.
2: Dude, she's like 80 and she looks great. Or you know, last time I saw her, it worked. She She is the thigh
0: master. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So all that to say.
1: All that to say, Jesse get- has a mic in his hand, and he's going to get t- <laughs>
2: trembling in about thirty minutes. I've been training all since the pandemic for this. Actually, a mic. I'm going like <laughs> <night>. to <laughs> make a new. I'm going to fitness anyway. for podcasters. You know, today oh, we're going to okay. put some weights on your mic and hold them. You know, next time I'm going to have like over ear headphones that are weighted to get to a little <laughs> neck strength. You know, there, yeah. the possibilities are endless. Um, I do want to pivot to another quick fitness. Co- well, I guess it's fitness. Another activity related topic. <laughs> Hmm. we're coming off Masters weekend did you guys watch the Masters like I I feel like it's one of the things where even if you don't care about golf what was your take Jamie Uh,
3: my take was uh, I fell asleep on Friday watching it you know I think that's what the Masters does you can take a good nap
4: you perfect know? nap. And you wake yeah, up and nothing has nap. really
3: happened. You're like, oh, yeah. still the same. Um, I don't know a lot about the Masters, but a friend was over at my house on Sunday giving me the lowdown about the the two different areas with how yeah. some people went over to play for a Saudi team. So I don't even know what's going on yeah. except for it's a lot. And I liked yeah, it. it.
2: It, it's a lot, but my but my son got really into it, and so I'm going to be as we're the day we're recording this. I'm taking him to like a local public golf course. He's on spring break, and he's ten years First old. First
1: world problems. Your yeah, country well, it's a,
2: club. Well, it's it's not break. a country club. Like, I, as I said, it's a public golf course. You, you can go out there with no shirt. No one's going to say. <laughs> 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 they like. They this is Augusta. Yeah, when I say goat patch, I'm I am literally talking. You, you know, they, it wouldn't shock me if there was goats walking around out there. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like nine dollars. It's like
1: a dollar a hole. You know
2: what I mean? Um, wow.
1: Okay. Never mind. Yeah, that's not a country club. That, yeah. Yeah,
2: but it, 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 I mean there is a clubhouse, but um, it's it's it is it is uh, like secondhand. Stuff at the pro shop, and then like a bunch of old guys screaming, playing dominoes, uh, drinking <laughs> Mick Ultras is is the scene there. Um, but uh, anyway, I, I'm taking him. That, do you guys play golf ever? It's a very intimidating thing to take someone to. I,
3: I played golf when I was younger with my dad because my dad is a golfer, and then I take my kids to Top Golf and think I'm like on yeah. the ladies PGA tour, but.
1: Yeah. I, the thing about playing golf is you have to have golf clubs, and golf clubs are like five hundred dollars. It's a really so so it's sport. Like, you can, you can rent them at the pro shop. Yeah, I know, but like, yeah, that's true. That's true. I forgot about but, that.
2: But but either way, there's so much decorum in in, in the sport, and you know, as as like where that. you're
1: going, where because they, you can walk around with your shirt <laughs> off and ride a goat.
2: Yeah, it's very true it's one of <laughs> one of America's last great public true public golf courses <laughs> <laughs> you walk on you don't even make it tee time you just kind of wander on you, with, you wander on you gotta wrestle the guy who's
1: hogging the the hole you gotta like wrestle him out of the way yeah then exactly but go. even
2: at those even at those the marshals like the old guys who like patrol yeah. the course it's very strict right like even watching the masters there's, there's all this decor you know at the masters when you go you can't have a cell phone you have to I start, heard you, that Has to go into a locker. It's very serious. There's a dress code. You know, you're not allowed to sit at the Masters, like, on the ground. Like, you have to have one of their designated chairs, or you stand because they don't want people laying around on TV. Every course is like this. And to your point, Jamie, there is, is like, a break-off league to try to make golf a little looser. But Mm -hmm. it's got some considerable amount of controversy because it's being backed by the Saudi royal family and some sketchiness behind the scenes. I want to see a loosened up version of golf, right? Like Top Golf is kind of circling it, but right. something where like one, there's no marshals, there's no fun police going around all day <laughs> no yelling at police. you for for pace of play or driving your golf cart on the green. Lay off, old man! I paid nine dollars <laughs> for this. Okay, I want like a part. I want I want a golf course where Emily, to your point, it combines a little fun of putt putt, like. I want on the middle of the fairway old grandfather clocks and like china cabinets <laughs> like some Just obstacles like- well, yeah, that you're no targets. targets. I'm talking targets. Like, what can be more satisfying than hitting a giant grandfather clock with like <laughs> as hard as you can with a golf ball? Or like, one, instead of a set of a putting green, there's no flag. It's not the goal is to get it a hole. It's to take out the sweetest piece of china in that cabinet. You just hit that thing point blank. <laughs> Let's do what everyone's always wanted to do with golf balls and just nail them into random breakable things. If they if that was a golf course near me, I'd go all the time. This sounds know? like
3: a fraternity's fundraiser event. Like a fraternity's putting together a fundraiser event. Yep. They're like golf with the frat boys, and this is what you get. I like it.
2: it. one hole would be nothing but porcelain toilets out there. <laughs> like <laughs> it's like i am going to I g I'm gonna I'm gonna destroy one of those. You can, you gonna, can
1: also yeah, because there's no rules, no marshal, no fun police, you can also let, relieve yourself. Take a or break when you're done with the hole. Obviously. Yeah. obviously. Mm-hmm. You know?
2: I mean, that, well, that's, that's apparent. And if you're, and, but and if you are, just, if you know, are relieving
1: yourself. Somebody else is gonna be targeting you. You're a target. You're a target. <laughs> the guy behind
2: uh, you. Yeah. They, but that look, one hole would have like a bunch of like, you know, you know, those like suits that the people that train like Kate dogs, like, yeah. like, you know what I'm saying? Like they get the big thing on the arm. It's all padded up. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or like hurt locker suits where, where it's like you're in the bomb. <laughs> One is, one hole is you put that on, you just run around out there and let other people hit balls at you. And if you
1: can hit the guy, that's 10 points. Yeah, I like that's it. That's a
2: real master. Anyone can hit a st- standard, a, a hole that doesn't move, that's so got a flag sticking out. I got some lunatic, I got some lunatic that just got off the toilet in a locker suit, hiding behind a grandfather clock. Now that's, now that's a master. It takes a master to hit that guy. <laughs>
1: Yeah, Liv got it all wrong, man. Liv, Liv, the Liv Tour should have reinvented the game when they had that opportunity. I know. Sponsors are going to be
3: coming out of the gate to sponsor this event. It's all I mean, toilet 100%. companies. All toilet companies.
1: <laughs> and bubble wrap companies and padding companies. Yeah, and, yeah.
2: Grandfather clock companies.
4: <laughs> all right. They're thriving
2: right now. I was
1: going to say, are there, do any exist? I was literally going to They're, gonna on, say, their, they're you, on the comeback. When you buy a grandfather clock anywhere,
2: I got Collier toilets and I got uh, a <laughs> clock master ancient clock repair shop. Uh, so sponsors are rolling
1: in right now. Okay. For know? real, if you wanted to buy a grandfather clock, cause I remember when I was a little kid, there was like a clock store in the mall and like, like a piano store. There'd be a clock store. The old people would buy How their, old their grandfather clocks <laughs> there. I'm very old, <laughs> <laughs> but but like if you wanted to buy a grandfather clock right now, what are your options? I don't think well, you could.
3: I just looked up and there is McGuire's clocks in Austin. You could go buy a grandfather clock there. There so it is. Maybe there is a
0: store. Here I feel still. like there's got to be yeah, like specialty stores yeah. or like antique stores. Like that's going to be okay. What is, is the
1: weirdest specialty store that you have in your town? Because I have one that is a mile from my house and it is a flag store. All they sell is flags. How? <laughs> Are they in business
2: listen i know a guy this is real talk okay now that you mentioned it that started a flag business okay like and he sold it and made a fortune because a lot of people either like if you're opening a business or something you got a lot of people want that american flag and then they they like could you could order your own flags the flag business is booming man like people <laughs> want flags okay car dealerships they need like 12 right That's on the true. road.
1: Yeah. Okay. That's true. You're right. R- okay. Where They got to get them from somewhere. Yeah. Where are you going to get them from? I guess the flag world down there on Colonial Drive. Yeah.
2: We have two or three old English stores in my city and I do not know why. It's like,
1: what is an old touch English of store? Tea? Uh, it, what do they sell?
2: Like stuff with like the union Jack on it, like oh, old uh, English costumes and stuff like British, just British themed stuff. But two or three already- of these stores.
1: You live by a military base. The town there was established to fight those people.
2: Exactly. Like, <laughs> and, 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 like, and the other thing, too, is there's a lot of Europeans because of NATO, there's a big NATO presence here. I've talked about this before, but it's not like the British people are going in and buying fake Union Jack stuff <laughs> sold in America. <laughs> <laughs> they get the real stuff over here. Yeah, I don't know who's weird. shopping at these places. That is
1: weird. That is weird.
3: We have a store in Austin where you can go buy rocks. like not, not rocks for your yard. Like, like a, a rock that you would that looks like crystals. Pretty. Yeah. I I, mean, I guess. It's just Austin Rocks. That's weird to me. I don't know no. what we're doing here. Well they you
1: know what they did? They came up with the name first. Austin Rocks. That'd be funny <laughs> if it was the name of a rock store.
3: Yeah, or like Who selling would, guitars. They now they're it. selling rocks. Rock
1: memorabilia. Yeah. They opened it now, on a joke.
2: But I mean, is it is it like decorative rocks or are they the ones that, like I said, are like the crystals? <laughs> Is it like the purple, like, like the rocks yeah. where they
1: cut it in half at the science center gift shop? And it's like purple crystals on the inside, but it's a rock on the outside.
3: It I said, forget what those are called. Oh, just kidding guys. <laughs> <laughs> we do have a rock store on I-35, okay? Emily, I think okay. you might have passed it when you were here. I was going to say, when you said store, it, I know what it. it is. Yeah. Yes, yeah. But this store Austin Rocks is like a boutique. But there is a rock store <laughs> on I-35 right by that
0: H-E-B, you guys.
1: in a, in a lawsuit right now with Austin Rocks <laughs> for stealing right. the name. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's a, I think the, the, the most the, specific
0: uh, store I ever saw was in Nacogdoches. There was a store. They only sold Coca-Cola memorabilia. Like And they just had everything like bottles. They had um, books about it. They had like stuff you could put on your walls. It was all just Coca-Cola stuff. And I, I do think it is gone now because the owner passed away. Um, but I always wondered how it was open because I was like, who one is buying mm-hmm. Coca-Cola memorabilia? And mm-hmm. like, why are you doing that? And also, where did you get all this from? Like, that's what was really impressive was like, yeah, where are you sources?
2: Yeah. yeah
0: are, do you have like an inside man at the Coca-Cola factory? And it was like antique stuff. So I don't know if he was buying it on eBay and then reselling. I don't know. I had so many questions. It kind of scared me because it was literally just Coca-Cola. And I didn't understand how he had the building.
2: But- when you when you see one of those, whether it's a Coke memorabilia store, a rock <laughs> store off the highway, or or you're just banking on someone's going to the mall to get a new pair of like blue jeans, sneakers, and a grandfather clock, like what percentage in your mind are that's money laundering operation? One hundred percent. Oh a, yeah, ninety
3: yeah. percent at least. Yes. Like the
1: little match of stores that have never have a car in their parking lot, and there's eight of them within three miles of each other. Like, yeah. Who's going into those mattress stores? Yeah. I mean, it, yeah.
3: How I many agree. mattresses are you selling in a day? What's going on? Right. Yeah. How many people yeah. are buying
0: mattresses every day for you to?
1: Right. To and Sometimes to need one a block away and another one half a mile away, and it's like there's not that much of a mattress. Yeah. Like, demand. how many
3: mattresses would you buy in your lifetime? And then how many people live? There's too many mattresses well, available. I I will say this about
2: the mattress thing. I listened to an episode of Freakonomics. I don't know if you guys ever listened. It's Mm a great podcast uh, and and book, Stephen Dubner. Um, But uh, they actually did an episode about the mattress store thing. And what they found is that they're all actually owned by the same people. They're different storefronts, but they have enough consumer research that tells them that people check out like three or four mattresses before they make. Because mattresses, again, this is I didn't think we'd be doing mattress talk today, but here we are. Um, th- that, you know, people usually buy mattresses at critical junctures of their life where they're making a lot of major decisions. So it's usually when they buy a house, mm-hmm. when they get married, or when they get divorced. Those are, are, are moving marriage divorces are the three major wow. times that people buy mattresses. Those are the three times that I have bought a mattress. <laughs> well, the mattress industry knows that. And they know that at those junctures, people think critically about every decision because it's a very stressful time. And what they do it's a, the, the, psycho, the the psychology of the customer is that they are going to check different options. That people are pretty spread pretty thin on those three times, so they're going to hunt out the best deal. So what they do is they buy stores right around each other, give them different names, but they're all actually the same. This is people. brilliant. They're out to the same people. So when you're shopping store to store, the reason they're in close proximity because the same companies own them. And they're just meeting the the consumer psychology, knowing that it's cheaper for us to have three stores that we know they're going to go to than have one big mattress store. And then they're just going to drive across town to price check us at a different wow. one. We'll just keep them all close.
1: So it's like the, the glasses you know. industry, like every glasses brand is owned by the same company and store yeah. too. So like Eyeglass yeah. World and all of Lens Crafters, they're all the same company. And and all the frames, even though they have the different brand names, they're all made by the same company, and they just license the different names. So all the glasses at Eyeglass World are the same as all the glasses at Lens Crafters, exactly. And it's all one huge company. Yeah, it,
2: exactly. It's the same. They also they also reveal that most of those mattress stores are are actually fronts for a giant meth operation out of Albuquerque. So <laughs> yeah. that was a big revelation yeah. too. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's yep. how freaking Agmix ended. But you had to listen to it very well. <laughs> Yeah, exact yeah, Twist. Big twist.
2: <laughs> yeah, they got to they they launder that super lab.
1: Speaking <laughs> of big twists, we actually have substance and good content on the show coming up. Um, but
3: this has been um, great, Cameron. Everyone knows now. Your mattress. You can buy a mattress. You can sleep well at night knowing you only went to one store, actually, when you thought you, you were know getting what? three different I, deals.
1: But I still don't know where to buy a Thighmaster or a Grandfather Clock. So. <laughs> that's true. You know, okay. Well, Leland joins us. Uh, man, Leland—he's a OG in the worship scene. Uh, he he joins us coming up later. And at the end of the show, we have your feedback. But stay tuned up next—it's Relevant Buzz.
0: Heart. We gon' see a levy part Kingdom gon' see turnover like whenever a Chevy start They gon' see them Kevin Gates, we pray for all them Kevin hearts Kevin gon' see turnover like whenever a Chevy start Lead them out the CDC and keep them off for EBT Serving who created me, my lifestyle been on creatine If I'm wearing black shades, this not fashion, anything Lighthouse of the temple, I protect, Sing too many things huh, W's all of my charts, I gave them my heart, the spirit of huh, W's all of my start, the spirit of sports. I'm winning the uh, uh Rings all over the things, The spirit of the team I'm winning the uh-huh uh, Tell me what good is a dream Can't follow the king Industry uh huh uh. I'm a daddy's child So filled with light, You cannot take that I'm a mama's child I can't back down I'd rather face plant Hard to face facts But Jesus took
1: You're listening to YB The song is Praying Hands Season 4 of The Chosen Is in theaters now And the reviews that count Are in
0: Amazing. Did not disappoint.
1: Flurry of emotions. It was powerful, heartbreaking, uplifting.
0: You have got to come and see it. It is a message for everybody. I highly recommend that you come out and see The Chosen Season 4.
1: Episodes 1 through 3 of The Chosen Season 4 are in theaters till February 14th. So visit thechosenriseup.com and get your tickets now. That's thechosenriseup.com for tickets today. Okay, it's time for...
4: Relevant, you
1: us what's happening at the intersection of faith and culture this week tell us what's going on emily
0: um okay the first thing i want to talk about is chris pratt who has been doing some press rounds for his super mario brothers movie um he was recently on the drew the very, barrymore very
1: very italian chris pratt we need to, yes. everybody to yeah yes, native yes, italian, very italian famously
0: native italian famous chris pratt.
1: italian chris pratt yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> he uh, has been doing some interviews and he was on the drew barrymore show and he uh First off, the Drew Barrymore show is wild because she just talks about the most random things, and so they ended up talking about how she gets she,
1: people to say stuff on that show that, like, I don't think the publicist signed off on.
0: Ooh, I oh, like that. absolutely not. Yeah, oh, it yeah. is like full therapy sometimes. Um, uh huh. It's insane. Yeah. I love Drew. Um, but he so she got him to open up about how he met his wife, Catherine Schwarzenegger, at church. Um, and he talked about how he was actually in kind of a really difficult season of life um when they met and he was really struggling and broken and so he was attending church of course that's what a lot of people do when they're struggling with things struggling and broken yeah struggling and broken um and he said he was you know there to um just like learn more about god like get closer and stuff and he said he was sitting on the front row of church and he started staring at katherine schwarzenegger and he even said weird way not in a weird way not in a weird way and like a. the way you
1: said it was like he's (laughs) there like staring at her
0: well he admitted he was like he was he tried not to he said you know you don't want to be that guy who's like whoa who's at church like that's not why you're there um but they just ended up talking and they got to know each other and after a few months started dating and got married um and that really is just you know the dream for every christian single everywhere is that you meet your future spouse at church so this is a quote he said, "Uh, it all made sense. You know, when you're doing a puzzle and there's a piece and you're like, I'm certain that's the piece. And then you jam it and it looks like it should be the piece. But then you're like, oh, it's that one. It just fits together. You're like, oh, it fits because it was the piece that was made to fit there. And that's what it felt like.
1: Emily, did he discuss what happens if you lose a piece out of your puzzle box and you never find it again (laughs) and you you can never finish your puzzle and you die very, very alone? (laughs)
3: You need to go buy a mattress. Is what would solve that problem? Think is a mattress. I, I, yeah, I, I don't know if this
2: is, that interview is going to solve any of that. I do. I do like the scenario that if if they hadn't have been at church sitting in close proximity to each other on the same Sunday. Yeah. I like the idea that they both would have gone to like the church singles event where it's like <laughs> a little, like the, the the pastor makes a big pot of chili, you get all the singles together for an icebreaker. Uh, you know, maybe, you know, you got the name tags It says Chris P, you know, and <laughs> then they all settle in for, you know, God's not dead viewing and, you know, and, and you just have a nice little wholesome chit chat. I would have loved if they would have met At at one of the singles events, that would have been awesome. Maybe they
0: did, and he made up this story to kind of because it's less creepy. As if he's going (laughs) to a singles event. Do you
2: think that would have been the all time peak? of church singles oh, events. 100%. That, it it introduced Chris Pratt and Catherine Schwarzenegger, like this Hollywood power couple met yeah. at, you know, uh, a a bowling night yeah. for like Zoe Church <laughs> with with just the other singles, you know. I would I love, love, love that. I yeah. love it.
3: Uh but I would like to say my husband and I met at church as well. And oh, his part of the his story when he tells it is that he was that teenage boy like staring at the girl that came into church which thankfully it was me but yes that's how we met
0: <laughs> were you staring back at him or were you no I didn't him? love
3: Jesus I was just going because my parents made me and you know mm. I think I clearly looked like I was out of place <laughs>
2: I re- but yeah. I remember I re- I remember though when it, like when I was at an age where people would talk about you know romantic connections at church and it's like oh, I can't believe this some people are just coming here to meet <laughs> to meet a woman or meet a guy and it's like well, where do you want them to go? Exactly. Like, they, yeah. You're going to judge them if they meet them out all at, at, at the at the at out the bar the or or a party or or an app or something. What is wrong with going to church with hoping to meet someone with similar values? Why are people throwing shade at that, you well, know? That, it's perfectly fine.
1: Just yeah. own it, Chris P. Yeah. All right, what else is going on?
0: Last week there was some news that came out about the new live action Little Mermaid. Um, and the songwriters um, Alan Menken and Lin Manuel Miranda shared that they would be updating the lyrics to emphasize consent on some of the older songs.
1: Because if, if you think about some of these songs in Little Mermaid, it's actually pretty creepy. And yeah, like, like on what? Well, like on one hand, when we when we heard this news, we kind of rolled yeah. our eyes. Like, all right, we don't need to. We don't need to.
0: But what on. are they? Yeah. So one of the songs is "Kiss the Girl," yeah. The, which, oh, you got to kiss! I love that song. Okay, well, how okay. is it so terrible? Okay, listen. Listen to, listen was to this Jason. part with an open mind, open ears. Just play, okay. play it, Jason. Yes, you
1: want her. If you want her, you know you do. You know you do. It's
4: possible
1: she, want you live. Possible she wants you to. Possible she wants you too. One way to ask her. It don't Take a word not to see No me. words. Go, word. go on and
3: kiss him. Just kiss her. So you don't know if she wants you. Just go You like it. her. Just you don't know it. if she
1: likes you, but here's how you find out. Throw yourself on her. Like, I mean, are you kidding me? Anyway. So yeah, maybe we yeah. should update that. But I guess that. you
3: find out. In a very terrible uh, way, Jamie.
1: <laughs> Jamie, we do not want yeah. to advocate for boys
3: resting themselves oh my on girls. No. I am having a, I'm having a moment just to let you know, like I love that movie, and so give me a second. I need to. Give me a moment, Jamie. In it,
2: fairness. It's one thing when you hear, like, a little, like, anthropomorphic crab talking to, like, an octopus about it. It's another thing if, if I'm staring at a girl in church and I'm like, just kiss the girl right in the middle of It's a different scenario. In, in fairness... And I don't have some, I don't have a shellfish that's telling me to do it. <laughs> if I do it in the context of you know a, a woman across the aisle of church, yeah, it's pretty bad. it's bad. But,
3: it's bad. Yeah. Yeah. It's all
0: about context,
1: so, yeah. Um, so they haven't said what what the new lyrics will be, mm-hmm. but they have told us what verses will be changing. So that's Maybe one it's of them. going
3: to say something like, "Why don't you ask her if she wants to kiss yeah. you?" Maybe like that. After yeah. She wants ask you to the girl. Ask the girl,
1: yeah.
2: Ask yeah. the girl. Yeah. Probably <laughs> yeah. a good move. Probably a good So move,
0: it's yeah. It has been met with like some backlash because I think like you, Jamie, a lot of people have said like, well, what's wrong with the original? I love it. But it is something when you think about it, it's like, I guess we could maybe make some slight changes because like I have two nieces that are are growing up watching these new movies. And I'm like, I want them to know that they don't have to just. Accept kisses from boys. They can say no. They can be asked.
1: And them. and the the other song they're updating is not about consent as much as it is like to your nieces. You know, mm-hmm. like there's a whole Ursula song where she's trying to manipulate Ariel, and she's like saying like men up on land love their women who are they don't speak and they're quiet, and so giving me your voice mm-hmm. will actually help you make him love you, and so like she's like telling her and telling little girls that only girls who are quiet and submissive and just listen and don't speak are the ones who are preferred by men. And so that's the other song that's gonna get updated
2: mm. Well yeah I, but the other thing too is like, I mean I'm not some Disney aficionado, okay, but I do have <laughs> young really? kids and Disney plus, you know um, but like, it's not like they've had the greatest track record with consent. I mean, aren't like two of the movies about kissing a girl who's like in some sort of coma? Yeah, yeah exactly. Isn't that the entire plot of like yeah. some of their early films? Yeah. Like, I'm just saying, maybe it's good they're self correcting here a little bit.
1: Yeah. 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 On one hand, it's like, come on, leave. You know, we don't have to like. Yeah, you know, get PC about everything. But on the other hand, yeah. when you actually look at the content, you're like,
0: <sighs> I don't think this aged
1: that well.
2: Yeah, yeah so like, society is
0: different to the point of Sleeping Beauty. The original story is actually much worse than Sleeping. Oh. So it so it actually is darker. So Disney already kind of edited it, and then it's now editing again. Okay.
1: Just I don't know what the original is. Can um, you expound? In
0: the original one, it is not just a kiss that wakes her up. Come on.
3: Where? What do you mean? Original is this like
0: a book or that Hans or Christian Andersen. So this is like seventeen hundred. So all of these stories are from original fairy tales from like the 16, 17, 1800s. and a lot of them did have a lot darker ones. So with this point of Little Mermaid, I believe that was Hans Christian Andersen. That one, she actually doesn't get the guy. She ends up as a piece of seaweed, living close to the land, like halfway between the or halfway between our world and the ocean.
3: Mm. What
0: Bot
1: twist? Wow.
0: yeah so they like all of these, real
3: guys that's what yeah. they should have
0: done for the new one <laughs> she turns into <it> seaweed <laughs> well the, people would not like that story though because it's not a happy because i am letting all know that i do know a lot about fairy tales um they all had like these life lessons that english in them.
1: major that english major paying off well
0: i did take a fairy tales class in college so that is how i know these <laughs>
2: Oh, is this wow. real quick, Emily? And this isn't a shade because I would i I took a lot of I took a badminton class. Okay, I'm not comparing <laughs> the two, but is this the first time that your fairy tale class <laughs> served you professionally?
3: Like, were you in fairy tale class at, at,
2: an <laughs> at an accredited at an accredited university, liberal arts university, in fairy tale class? Like, when when am I ever going to use this professionally? Like, when will ever this be of use? Now is that moment, Emily. <laughs> now is that moment. April is, 14th,
1: 2023, it all paid off. So This
0: is probably the first time professionally. Um, I had a grad school class where it did come up. It was because I was taking an early modern European history class. And so we were talking about the stories of early modern Europe. And I was the only one in class, shockingly, who had taken a fairy tales class. So I got to talk about it. <laughs> um, but professionally, yes, this is the... <laughs> only time it's I wish I wish they offer
2: that as a major. Fairy tales. <laughs> oh, right. my, my teacher was great. Oh, I loved did. her.
0: I took a right. lot of really random courses. Um, I kind of made up a couple. I didn't make up my degree. I have an actual degree, but it was journalism. And there's only so many journalism classes you can take. And then for my yeah. minor, I just it was international studies. That one was definitely made up. So I took fairy tales. I took a philosophy and Harry Potter class. That one was probably the most random but specific one. Um, Anyways, all that to say, fairy tales—they uh, all had much, much darker original stories, and so Disney has already cleaned them up. So
1: yeah, there's precedence to cleaning them up and updating them right. as society evolves. So
0: right, they're and it's also a in Aladdin, process. the live-action Aladdin a couple years ago. That actually had a few lyric changes as well. Um, oh. They're much more subtle, but um, it it happens. People can get over it. We we love consent, so we. I'm happy that this conversation is happening. <laughs> yeah. We do love, we love consent. consent That's a new tagline for the podcast. We yeah. love consent. Yeah. The relevant consent. Podcast.
1: We love consent. That's our new yeah. marketing yeah. tagline. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think like it works.
0: Like Alright, what else you have? Um, the last thing is um, just a clip from the most recent SNL. Um, the Jonas Brothers were the guests. Um, Joe Bros. And the Joe Bros. Um, and they brought out their own special guest, Kirk Franklin. Um he led the gospel choir for the song and then he also grabbed a mic, started singing along with it, and we have a clip here.
4: Is
0: that Kirk? No, that's Nick. So, yeah, it was just an interesting sort of gospel performance uh, of their new song Walls, uh, which, you know, when you hear Jonas Brothers, you don't always think gospel. But I think they did a great job. And it looks like Kirk was having a really fun time.
1: The setting continuing to set precedence on this episode this is the first time we've talked about fairy tales this is the first time we've played the Joe Bros on our show and oh. the first episode I believe in 15 years where the phrase Thunder Thighs has been uttered multiple times so about the Jonas Brothers
4: a <laughs>
2: lot of firsts a lot of
1: firsts in reference to the Joe Bros <laughs> if you want to check out more of our coverage of what's happening at the intersection of faith and culture check out relevantmagazine.com every day alright thanks Emily Okay, stay tuned. Up next, Leland joins us.
0: making little slug having a feast at
1: the table like... you're listening to little dragon the song is slugs of love it's my high school nickname well relevant has a lot happening this year and we don't want you to miss a thing Make sure to sign up for our newsletter right there on the front page at relevantmagazine.com and we'll send you our top five trending stories into your inbox every weekday. We'll also send you a weekly uh, podcast newsletter with the latest episodes, some uh, fan extras, and first peeks at the new shows that we're going to be rolling out throughout this year. Make sure to sign up. It's the best way to keep in touch with everything we got going on. Where our guests today are Leland Mooring and Casey Moore better known as Leland. They're a Christian rock band who have been around for pushing two decades, uh, making some of our favorite worship music. We talk to them about their new album, City of God, and how their music has evolved over the years. Here's our conversation with Leland.
0: I know y'all have been working on an album that is now out um which how does it feel to finally have the album out
5: it feels like i feel like we've, we're both feeling like emotion at the same time like, <laughs> uh relief terror and fear <laughs> like i hope everyone likes it <laughs> and then also just like fulfillment i think that's probably like the biggest thing me and Casey have been talking a lot i feel like um when we made this record, it felt more like like an assignment than it did necessarily like making a project. I don't know. What do you think, Casey?
4: Yeah, same. Uh, really glad it's out. It, it took forever to come out. We recorded it last year uh, in February, actually, so just over a year ago. And it was one of those things where we thought we were going to do a quick release and put it out in maybe August of that year and there's you know little delays after delays happened and we're just trying to find the right time so just really glad it's out and yes it's a it's really different than our last record um so there's always the feeling of like i hope everybody connects with it you know um it's it's different but it's also really inspiring and it's really musical and uh, i think people are gonna really like it
0: What is it that's so different from this? You, see, you said it felt like an assignment. I kind of want to like dig into what does that yeah. mean.
5: Well, I mean, um, so so Casey and I we've we've been best friends now for thirteen years. So, and we've been we've been traveling and doing ministry all over the world together in this band and in this in this group and writing songs and also like. Creating all sorts of other kinds of music together, um, like on different side projects and different kind of like side bands and things like that, um, and I think one of the kind of reoccurring conversations for both Casey and I in the last probably six or seven years has been like on the road, you know, and whether it's like in hotels and trains, planes and airplane, you know, and, and airplanes and cars, like. We just keep having this consistent conversation between the two of us about um, about creativity and artistry, and the, sort of the the value and the difference between um, what we would call, I guess, corporate worship music. You know that that we, you know, I I, I like to use the word like Levitical worship, or like what the Bible talks about as like Levitical corporate worship. Um, the difference between that and like storytelling artistry you know and uh, both of us have a a big passion for both you know like we were both church guys you know Uh, the the band Leland started actually in a youth group we were a youth band like 2004 and 5 writing songs for like 100 kids every Thursday and it's a whole long miracle story of how like God found us in Baytown and one relationship after another led to kind of where we into 2006 when we made our album uh, Sound of Melodies and from kind of day one we've been church guys but at the same time too like also very much artists kind of through and through in terms of like loving to tell stories and push boundaries and all those kinds of things and it's manifested itself in all sorts of records but the last intensely kind of like the last six seven years um, especially the last few years, this record City of God, I feel like is sort of like a, a direct result of just long conversations Casey and I have been having with one another and some of our close friends uh, that are also in, in music um, that love Jesus, that love the church about some reforming and reshaping and restructuring and reviving that God's doing in the local church uh, concerning worship and artistry.
0: I feel like you sort of touched on it, but where did a lot of the inspiration for the songs come from, or was it just kind of random moments?
4: Well, at least just sonically, um, I think. Like Leland said, there's there's so many. Um, arms to the body of Christ there's so many different sounds and we even with our last record had kind of been immersed in the really big anthemic um, you know the corporate worship sound that we're so used to now which is awesome and and then I think because we did that then at least for me I think for Leland too but like we kind of did a 180 and almost everything I was listening to at least sonically was um very different it was you know it was a mixture of like you know my favorites like Fleet Foxes and Bonnevere and uh even a lot of alt people that inspired me that just make beautiful music um and then people like John Mark McMillan that you know he really went off the path creatively and, and made some really different stuff that kind of it challenged all of us and it inspired all of us and so yeah listening to a bunch of different music for a couple of years um inspired me to kind of dig in here in the studio and and i would i would kind of just make a track and just you know playing paint at the canvas and then bounce it to leland and our producer kyle and um yeah what about you lee
5: yeah dude i i would say like ditto same thing like we you know, when we, when we made our, our last record, which was titled Better Word, um, there was like this kind of like real strong vision for that record. And it was, hey, we just want to we want to write songs that, you know, um, the average like, you know, 18 year old leading worship with their youth group can like learn the song really easy. It's like easy to sing at a Bible study. You can sing it like alone with the Lord. But you can sing it, you know, in your house with some friends. You can sing it on Sunday morning. It's just easily sung, and it's kind of more like writing those songs felt more like like making like making these really useful tools, and and that still bring glory and honor to God and reveal God. Um, but they're they're useful in the sense that they their utility is like help it's easy for a whole room to grab them and sing them to god i keep having the same old dream that i'm drowning in the sea
0: you know what is your hope with this album what do you hope people are to take away from it and are encouraged by i
4: just hope it uh, inspires whoever hears it to um you know be inspired to do whatever they want to do whatever that thing is unto the lord like i was just saying and um i hope it draws anybody that listens closer to the lord and there was a lot of a lot of stuff that we went through the last couple of years but um i hope that the the people that listen to this just find encouragement and, and love and grace and mercy and whatever they need to find in it i, I really
5: i would agree with that i, I hope that that it uh it becomes like maybe like oil, like healing for people when they listen to it, um, that they don't have to feel like that they could just be with Jesus and just sense the presence of Jesus in their everyday life. And we, we actually prayed a lot that this record would, would become kind of like a soundtrack for people, like they just have it on their car or have it on their house mm-hmm. on YouTube or like if somebody owns a place of business they would just have it on like it's we know this record isn't necessarily something that you're gonna like immediately take every song and lead it at church on sunday <laughs> but we we really hope it's for the it's also for the individual and then there's a couple songs you could probably sing at church but the heart of the album is that it just remind each individual believer that god's with you they loves you and that you do have a calling right now that although everything seems crazy in the world and although everything seems uncertain there's still a river whose streams make glad the city of god god's in her midst and she'll not be moved you know that's you are an ambassador for for the city of god everywhere you go
1: That was Leland. Make sure to check out their new album, City of God. It's great. All right, stay tuned up next it's see your feedback. to Ricky Montgomery. The song is Eraser. Not erase her, but eraser like you put on your pencil. Today's show is brought to you in part by The Chosen. Season four of The Chosen is coming to theaters nationwide on February 1st, and this season has everything. Clashing kingdoms, rival rulers, and when they're threatened by the reality of Jesus's growing influence, religious leaders do the unthinkable. Choose to ally themselves with the Romans as the seeds of betrayal are planted in opposition to Jesus' message turns violent, he's left with no alternative but to demand his followers rise up. So, get ready, relevant podcast listeners. February 1st is the big release day. Go get your tickets now at thechosenriseup.com. All right. Well, it's time for your feedback. Last week, you know what? Here's the thing about life. It's, it's important that we can admit our mistakes sometimes. <laughs> You know, and mm-hmm. learn from them and grow from them. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, last week we asked a terrible, terrible question of the week because <laughs> you all did not care. The only like a very few of you replied, It's boring. We're just going to say, you know what, our bad and move on. So, there you go. If you want to know what we're talking about, go listen to <laughs> last week's episode, I guess. <laughs> but we're just going to skip last week's feedback and we're just going to go to this week's editorial question of the week. Hey. Okay. So earlier in the show, we were talking about Little Mermaid getting updated. We were learning about fairy tales that have been updated. Uh, It got us thinking about cultural popular things that Mm -hmm. people just have enjoyed. They've been successful over the years. And that maybe in the eyes of 2023, if we look at them fresh, maybe, maybe they should be updated. You know, like, for example, when society collectively figured out that baby, it's cold outside, it's probably not a great Christmas song. You know, like little, little rapey, you know? So I, um
2: I got another one
1: what? for us.
2: Okay. Hansel and Gretel.
1: Right. And right.
2: I know what you're thinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The plot revolves around the threat of two children being cooked alive in an oven. Mm-hmm. Right. Pretty disturbing. Sure. I'm talking about the bread to the birds where the breadcrumbs and the crows eat it. You guys remember what I'm talking yeah. about? They leave a trail. Yeah, so you can find their way we, back. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. That's where we get the thing of leave a trail of breadcrumbs. You know, mm-hmm. did you know? That feeding bread to birds is actually very, very bad for their digestive system. (laughs) And it's irresistible to them. It is irresistible (laughs) to birds. They will if you throw down a piece of bread to a duck, that duck's gonna eat that thing. Okay. They cannot resist. They love their carbs. Do you know it wrecks them (laughs) internally? You're not supposed to do it. And that story a lot of
0: Americans also have (laughs) a gluten intolerance too. So And,
2: and that story taught us a bad, problematic lesson. Yes, I don't agree with the threat of cooking children <laughs> alive in a witch's oven. Thank you. Okay? That hasn't aged that great either. But the breadcrumb thing, the breadcrumb things, people are still feeding bread to birds. And I blame <laughs> it all the way back to that
3: story. If you were going to rewrite it, it, Jesse, what are they leaving? Rocks.
2: Well, a trail of rocks. Y- y- well, they did at one point. But the only thing that would work plot-wise is if for some reason they had store-bought, species-specific uh, bird seed that was uh, uh, approved by, you know, the Autobahn Society, and they would leave those for their trail. That would be the politically and, and socially correct thing. Jay. Here's the
3: thing. If they're leaving things that the birds are going to eat, how are they going to find their way back? But they didn't think that through.
1: That was the whole thing. Is like... Yeah, so the only way the story oh, works... The only way the wor- story works
2: is if for some reason, Hansel and Gretel are walking around with bird seats. Um and, and the whole story falls apart. And so I just think there's a lot that we need to revisit. That's all.
3: <laughs> Mine for me is not like a revisiting and remaking. But when I was younger, I knew every word to the movie Grease and watched it nonstop. And then I got older mm. and I was like, okay, wow, that was a lot for a little kid to be singing about and unknowing and all the mm. things because it's, it's adult material here. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't say we need to remake it. I'm just saying it was one of those moments where I'm like, oh, wow, I was really singing along to some scandalous things. What, it, well, wh-
2: not only that, they're like 35 years old in that film playing high schoolers. <laughs> yes. Like John Travolta looks older than I do now in that movie. And he's like smoking cigarettes in a hot rod. <laughs> right. It's like, wait, that's the heartthrob. Yeah. That's a grown man.
1: I was thinking, Jamie, to your point, like when I was a little kid, I knew all the lyrics to the Humpty dance by digital. Underground. Oh, yeah. And
0: yeah.
1: as an adult, I figured out that when he uh-huh. was referencing getting busy in a Burger King bathroom, he wasn't talking about doing a chore. Mm-hmm. He was, uh, he was... Oh, there's so much to that I'm that jungle. you're just like... You talking I knew that it was bad. That's why I liked it when I was a kid. Anyway.
0: I think I'm similar. Um, I, I know I've talked about this before. I... My parents didn't necessarily care what we watched as kids. So that's Jesse too, right? That's Jesse yep. too. Oh yeah, they didn't yeah. care at all. Um, So I watched Friends while it was still on the air. I was five, six, seven years old. Oh, wow. So I was very young. Um, And so I remember watching it and noticing when my parents would laugh at things that I didn't necessarily think were funny, but I would they would laugh at a joke and I would think, oh, okay, that was funny. But I didn't quite get it. So I'm actually re-watching Friends Now because I'm like the age that they were when they were like on the show. So I just kinda wanted to see like I mean I've watched episodes over the year, but I just have been rewatching it. And there are a lot of jokes I definitely did not get as a child for good reason. And now I get and I'm like, oh now I know my parents were laughing at that because that is actually a very funny joke. So it's it's funny to like think back on like I rec I remember thinking this show was funny but now I realize why it's funny.
1: It's I, I've never heard anybody refer to Friends as having very funny jokes. That's interesting to
0: me. Oh, you didn't like it's Friends? Funny. I think Friends gets a lot of hate, and you I hate don't it. think it's necessarily it's
1: well actually funny though. I
0: think literally millions of people would disagree with you.
1: <laughs> no, entertaining, popular, I get it. You like the characters okay. and stuff, but funny, funny. I don't know.
0: There's different. There's different sensibilities. Right. I mean, look.
2: Humor's CBS attractive. has been the number one name in comedy for a long time, and 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 object. And I'm not. I'm not saying Friends at the level. I'm just saying, listen. Popular sensibilities in comedy are. It's a wide spectrum. You know what I yep, mean? That's like, true. you're right. It's arguably one of the most popular situational comedies of all time. You know, even, um, it's not my taste, but I could. I, I understand the appeal, even if I don't you know it, it, sure. even though it doesn't necessarily appeal to me you know what I mean sure
1: yeah I got you alright so hit us up on Twitter at Relevant Podcast um, if you can find us because everybody's losing their their check marks you know so we're one of the
4: ah, one yeah. of the
1: accounts hopefully you replied to the right one um, anyway hit us up on Twitter at Relevant Podcast tell us songs movies TV shows things that if you were to look back at them with fresh eyes maybe were more problematic than you realized Um, and we'll read our favorites on next week's show. I promise. I promise we will read your feedback on next week's show. Well, before we wrap things up, I want to thank Leland for joining us. Make sure to check out their new album, City of God. It's available wherever you get your music. Also before uh, we wrap it, make sure to head over to relevantmagazine.com and check out our spring issue features Michael B. Jordan on the cover uh, if we talked to fits in the tantrums Colony House, Beth Moore we have some great pieces it's available for free just click on the magazine tab right there at relevantmagazine.com. It's all there uh, the ad supported experiences If you want a beautifully designed uh, digitally enhanced, It's just elevated. It's wonderful. Ad-free experience. You should sign up for Relevant Plus, and you get our enhanced digital issue as part of that membership. You also get ad-free unlimited reading at relevantmagazine.com and ad-free versions of this podcast and an exclusive subscriber podcast every week as well. Uh, Plans start as low as $250 a month, and it is the best way to experience our content. You can find out more about Relevant Plus right there uh, by clicking the R Plus tab at relevantmagazine.com. Also, while you're at the site, make sure to uh, sign up for our newsletter. You can get our top five trending stories sent to you every weekday morning. It's a great way to stay in touch with what we're covering. We put everything out on social media and stuff, but you know how the algorithm works. It is so easy to miss some great content. So why not get our best content delivered to your inbox every morning? Uh, That's right there. It's on on an article page. You can send it right there on the sidebar on the right, or it's right there on our homepage as well. Okay. On that note, we will wrap it up. I'm Cameron Strang.
2: I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Emily Brown. I'm Jamie Ivey.
1: We will see you on Tuesday. Have a great weekend, everyone.
0: Thanks for listening to The Relevant Podcast.
3: Check out our features, interviews, and news updates every day at relevantmagazine.com. And make sure to follow Relevant on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for the latest. For more great podcasts, browse the shows on the Relevant Podcast Network, which you can find at our site. And while you're there, don't miss the all-new era of Relevant Magazine. A new issue releases every other month at RelevantMagazine.com.
2: Lay off, old man. I paid $9 for this. Relevant Podcast Network.